Business banking shouldn't feel like another transaction. UMass 5's Commercial Services Division is comprised of business owners, so when it's time to make crucial decisions, we're ready with advice drawn from hands-on experience. Contact Jeff Simpson, CFA, at 413-256-5560 or visit umass5.coop slash business. Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. And brought to you by UMass 5's Commercial Services Division. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's a recovering entrepreneur and consultant to small businesses and nonprofit organizations. Here is Tom Fox. Hey, thanks a lot for the intro, sir. And our guest this week is Rick Sullivan, President and CEO of the Economic Development Council of Western Massachusetts. So, Rick, I'm excited to have you on today. You've had an exciting career. You've been in the, the, the Val Patrick administration. You were a mayor of Westfield. Um, and I gotta assume you've seen, I've got to assume you've seen the economy from very different perspectives. And as we're coming out of uh, COVID, I thought you'd just be a wonderful conversation on what you see, um, how things are, are coming along, and, and what's on the horizon. So thanks a lot for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. Uh, I, you know, there are a lot of different perspectives on the uh, economy as we uh, not only come out of COVID, but I think uh, really for Western Massachusetts, the opportunities um, in the longer run um, to really come out and be in a better place than we even entered COVID. So I look forward to the conversation. Thanks for having me. So when you say, so you said something that 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 is intriguing, and I like to hear you. Say, you said the opportunity coming out of this because. And listen, let's be honest, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of challenging uh, news and things that we've seen about COVID. But to talk about opportunity and growth out of it, that's exciting. It's exciting to hear that we in Western Mass might have that opportunity. So by all means, elaborate a little bit on that if you can. I will. Um, so as you mentioned in the intro, I, I did work. Uh, I was Governor Patrick's chief of staff and I was in his cabinet. And one of his um, guiding principles was we certainly are going to have tough times and there will be natural disasters. Um, but don't you lose those opportunities to come out better than you went into them. Um, and I think that this is really a perfect opportunity for Western Mass. Um, you know, we are a region that, you know, when compared to Boston or some of the other metro areas are, are smaller. Um, we are more spread out in terms of uh, um, geographically. Um, and, you know, we have an, a mentality of outdoor recreation and the environment. Um, and all of a sudden, um, those attributes, um, when you look at quality of life and you also layer on cost of living, all of a sudden we're attractive. Um, where six months before, you know, the kind of the exciting thing to do was go to the big city and, um, you know, be part of, the, of that economy. Um, and now people have really spent, um, you know, the last two, three months kind of reflecting on what's important, um, how they work. Um, you know, their family life, um, and again, just what the things are important to them, their quality of life. And all of a sudden, Western Massachusetts is, is um, you know, attractive. And, you know, we can, we can offer you a business um, climate that is smaller. The cost of doing businesses are less. Many people, many companies are moving to a, a wholly working from home, telecommuting, or at least not requiring a daily presence um, in the main office, and you know, therefore, you can you can live in Western Massachusetts and experience the 
the great, uh, the great uh, recreational opportunities and the great quality of life that we have here in Western Massachusetts. And, and we've, we've seen it um, even during these times of COVID when, you know, people are, you know, working from home and they're not as active. You know, we have 42 different site searches going on right now. And to be clear, a lot of those will end up, you know, not necessarily resulting in a company, you know, growing here or moving here, but it does show um, interest. Yeah. And so that's a that's a good number for us here in Western Massachusetts. And those are companies that are looking at, you know, maybe I don't need to be in the Boston market. Maybe I can be in Western Massachusetts. If my people are going to be working from home, um, you know, where can they where can they live where and 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 work in a, in a much less um, congested um, section. I mean, public transportation, you know, people are not, you know, too excited at the moment of jumping into the T or, um, you know, the daily um, transit, um, you know, so some are, you know, that have to go into work. If they're driving, we've got a much better, um, you know, much better commute than um, trying to commute uh, into the big city. Um, you know, companies and particularly manufacturing are reexamining their supply chains. Um, and, you know, do they want to have a reliance um, on, you know, the Asian markets or, you know, overseas markets where, you know, maybe it's cheaper, but if it isn't as reliable. Um, so we are seeing opportunities. In fact, we're going to be running an event um, probably late summer, early fall um, or with some Boston based companies um, that are that are going to stand up and say, here's our supply chains. Um, and, you know, what does Western Massachusetts have in terms of opportunities to come into those supply chains? Everything wow. from manufacturing to, you know, their call center operations or some other back office operations that, you know, they have been relying um, on overseas. Um, and, you know, so there's some onshoring or at least some discussions of onshoring. And, you know, I don't want to create the impression that, you know, there's a big deal to announce tomorrow or the next day. But I am saying that there is interest, and I think that interest is real, um, and I think it's an opportunity. So when I say I think Western Mass can come out of this and actually be in a better position in terms of what our economy is, I, I, I am very optimistic that that is, in fact, going to be the case. Now, is there going to be a slowness to the operations and, and the openings, um, particularly when you look at the smaller businesses on Main Street and the restaurants and the um, travel and tourism, um, you know, um, venues that we have here in Western Massachusetts, absolutely. Um, so, you know, far from far from out of COVID and back to normal, we're not even yeah. close to that. But um, but I do think the long run, and that is part of what um, the EDC is really all about. In fact, we just adopted a new strategic plan earlier today that oh. really looks to the future of having our economy certainly back to what it was, you know, pre-COVID, but um, keywords better um, and, okay. you know, making sure that the economy is better for everybody, not just our member businesses. Certainly we're, we're interested in our member businesses, um, but really for everybody. Um, and that's all the citizens um, of Western Massachusetts. All boats rise. You know, so if, if we help one industry to, you know, uh, stabilize, grow, and so on like that, the, the surrounding industries. I remember back when MGM was was uh, being talked about, and they talked about the residual jobs created in an economy when things like that happen. The same thing here. If we build up good industries, there's going to be other people that need to come in and support it. You know, interestingly enough, you shared something earlier that, that got my attention. I can't remember if, if it was uh, AP or The Times, but there was a piece that actually came out earlier today as we're doing this recording that talked about people over the last two months that have 
typically it's several months to make a decision to move. But they've actually been moving during COVID because of what you just said. Hey, you know what? I can work from home from now. I don't need to be in the city. I can go someplace closer to my mom and dad or someplace more, you know, whatever it is. And I got to tell you, I've been on them. I've been hiking. And there's no shortage of people out there enjoying Western Massachusetts right now. And it's great to see. Well, I mean, you know, again, it, it's really one of the attributes that we have, right? I mean, it's the hiking, it's the biking, it's the white water, you know, skiing in, in, in the winter times. And, you know, when you look at all the other cultural and, and recreational opportunities and the, and the travel and tourism venues that we have here, I mean, the quality of life is, is, is great. I mean, for those of us that live here, we know that. Um, but, you know, when you have to um, access the the bigger cities, you know, we're an hour, hour and a half away from, yeah. you know, the New Yorks, the Bostons. Um, and, you know, if those are things or the cultural opportunities that may be there that, you know, we don't have all of them, you know, you, you can be there quickly. Um, so we are really in, I think, um, a great position, you know, moving forward. You know, when you when we when we look at you know, moving forward, you know, there are, and you, you alluded to this earlier, there are going to be some industries that maybe didn't meet, miss a beat. You know, they, they've functioned throughout this. They've had to iterate in some ways, some people working from home and so on like that. Other ones, tremendous pivot. You know, I think of, you know, you, we mentioned um, restaurants and things like that. Really, you know, had to address it a certain different way. Yep. Do you see overall from, I guess, the pulse of the community, are there industries that are going to be that you're looking at to say, well, listen, these folks are going to really take a little while to get back, whereas others industries are going to be like, you know, they're OK. Are there are there concerns out there? Yeah. So, I mean, in general, the manufacturing community has done, you know, done fine. Uh, most of them were declared, um, you know, essential businesses. So most of them continued operating, obviously, with all the public health safeguards in place. Um, and so, you know, the manufacturing sector, I, I would say, first off, we all know it's key to our economy here in Western Mass, but it's been fairly robust in, in general. And most of, most of the manufacturers are actually looking for employees. Um, you know, they would all hire tomorrow um, if they could. So we, we still have that workforce issue that is out there, which will be a major part of, of our strategic plan moving forward as well. Um, so that is still there. So, you know, that sector seems to do well, um, you know, without a doubt, I think anything that is restaurant related um, and travel tourism venues, particularly the larger venues, um, you know, it's going to be very slow. Um, you know, the casino is, is scheduled to be open probably later this month, beginning of July, um, obviously with all kinds of, of significant um, health yeah. um, protocols in place. But, you know, you look at somebody like a Six Flags and, you know, right now they're they're not until a phase four. Well, you know, again, that's that's an important operation for our economy here. The number of employees that are that are seasonal that are there, full time employees, um, you know, the the economic spin of Six Flags, those things are all important. You know, the, the big E, you know, singular event over 17 days, but, you know, still port, important to the region. Those are those are going to be very difficult and slow um, in terms of the opening process. It's not, it's not going to, you know, turn on a dime. So anybody that's in any of those kind of sectors, I think it is going to be slow. Many of them have come up with some very creative plans um, in terms of how they're, you know, trying to, you know, keep their businesses moving forward. Um, so, you know, they're going to need some help though. So that's, those are the ones that are probably on the other side that, that are going to take a little bit longer. 
So uh, we're continuing our conversation with Rick Sullivan, President and CEO of the Economic Development Council of Western Massachusetts. And our program is brought to you by UMass 5 College Federal Credit Union. We appreciate their support. And, and Rick, you, you mentioned innovation. I saw something on Facebook the other day. Uh, the Big E is going to have like a drive-through uh, kind of, uh, you know, food event food and things like that. <laughs> food, that's kind of, you know, that is innovation. It's fun. It's doing something different when people are, you know, let's be honest, we've all been cooped up. We, everybody wants to get out of the house. We want to be safe. We want to be mindful of our neighbors and be safe to them too. Mm-hmm. But to get us out of the house, some fun stuff like that, that looks pretty interesting. I agree with you. I mean, I, I saw that I saw that as well, and it was like, you know what? Um, you know, I could I could see myself driving through there. Who doesn't want a uh, a biggie uh, cream puff? You know, so um, I, I I that's the type of thing you've seen. But you know, Western Massachusetts is known for for innovation. You know, going going back to the days of the armory. That's why it's here, right? So, um, uh, you know, I'm not surprised um, that you've seen that innovation. I do think innovation in general is an important part of our economy, you know, certainly today, but moving forward, um, you know, we, VVM, Valley Venture Mentors is a is a uh, affiliate of the EDCs and, you know, they do great work over there um, trying to grow that. But the the individual business owners and, and operations, you know, they have, they've had to be creative in order to survive and move forward. So, um, you know, you've seen some pretty interesting things out there. You know, and, and the, the bigger factor in all this, you know, we can talk about opening up and things like that, but, you know, it's not feel the dreams, build it and they will come. People have some genuine concerns about, you know, COVID and, and how it's really, you know, where it's really going. So the other end of it, I guess, from a, from a recovering entrepreneur standpoint is why well, I open up and now nobody comes, you know, it's, it's that, do I open? Do I not open? I mean, it's got to be, I mean, do you, are you dealing with some of that or is this where you can bring in some of your partners like chambers and things like that and say, listen, you know, I want you to talk to the SBA or whoever it is. Yep. Sometimes I got to imagine some of those business owners just need someone to talk to. Well, there's, there's always that. And, and the EDC does have a number of affiliates, you know, certainly the Springfield chamber, the ERC five um, chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Valley venture mentors um, in particular, but you know, uh, also, you know, the different lending institutions, whether it's the credit unions and our, our sponsor here, but, um, you know, some of the members of the EDC, you know, as well as Common Capital, um, you know, we do have a number of resources and, and we have found ourselves um, at the EDC, you know, um, connecting um, businesses, not just for members, but um, from off of the, uh, you know, off of the main streets that are looking to get connected into um, you know, whether they need financial help or they need legal help, um, you know, whatever that might be, we have, we have found ourselves playing that convening role or that connecting role. And I think that's an important part um, of what we do. In fact, our, our board chair, Kevin Van, today created a COVID response team and, and really all of awesome. our members um, stepped up and, you know, wanted to be part of that and are always willing to take a call and, and help the struggling business or the entrepreneur or, you know, whatever the case may be with getting at least the best information. Because it, it is uncertain times and um, certainly um, some of the smaller companies and smaller entrepreneurs and um, uh, the minor, minority owned businesses don't necessarily have the um, long-term banking relationships that they need to be able to move mm-hmm. forward and survive or even apply for the PPP program. And so we were able to make some of those connections as well, but definitely rely on our our, uh, our partners and our affiliates on that. 
So, so if I'm one of those small business owners that's still kind of scratching my head right now and I'm a, I have some level of, you know, I, I just kind of don't know the best way for me to go. Can they reach out to your organization? What would you recommend? How would they start that journey? Sure, they, they can do that. And, you know, we, we tend to connect them up with whatever the best resource um, for that situation is. Now, maybe it's the EDC, but as we already talked about, maybe it's one of the other affiliates or maybe it's a direct connection to, you know, um, a lawyer or a banker or a financial advisor um, or, you know, um, you know, just somebody who's willing to serve as a mentor and look at a business plan. No, that's great. And especially now, you know, when you talk about opportunity and coming out of this, you know, we yep. may find out when there's 20, I think as of this morning, there's like 29.1 million people who are uh, unemployed. Uh, this may push people to say, you know, now's that time for me to start this business because I've got this time now is able to kind of fulfill my vision. But wow, I really don't know where to start because of COVID. So this could be that opportunity to start something new. And what better way to have a resource than to contact the EDC and say, well, listen, here's what I want to do. And they can at least get you somewhere to talk to somebody. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things we did today in the in adopting the new um, strategic plan was was also adopt the anchor institution strategy, which really was led by Bay State. But we've got another a number of other members from Mass Mutual and Big Y and UMass um, that are that are willing to commit. And there is actually a commitment letter that they sign that when they're looking at hiring and you mentioned unemployment, that they're going to look you know, local to that and, and, and really be kind of a skills based um, employer and, and hire locally and look at their supply chains and try to buy local from from local sources um, and make capital investments you know in in the in the in the region um, that will be impactful um, and and it all comes together right it all comes together for everybody's um, physical and mental well-being and and health um, to education to employment. Um, to, you know, quite frankly, where everybody falls on the poverty um, lines. And, you know, we need to be um, purposeful in that. And so that the anchor strategy, which is, is really, um, you know, a national leading strategy, we didn't invent it, but we will adopt it and our employers here will do it, which is really investing first and foremost in ourselves. And that means all of the people of Western Massachusetts. And it, it's a loud statement, I think, um, from the, the members of the EDC to adopt this strategy. Well, I, I got to say, it's probably a statement that many people out there that are in this situation right now, you know, unemployed, we know some jobs aren't coming back. Um, yep. There's been further, you know, uh, evidence of that. And we're we'll sure we'll, we'll see that as everything kind of continues. But it's good, at least for people to hear, especially the businesses that have been so good to the community, to realize there's further investments to be made because people want to reinvest in their community, want to work here, they want to live here, they want to play here. And we've got a great area to do that. So it's really encouraging to hear that, you know, your member businesses are really looking at that and being cognizant of that. Thanks. So listen, we got less than a minute left. So I, what I'm, I'm not going to ask you anything heady, um, but I guess I would say, you know, I, I appreciate you come on sharing that, especially some of the good news you've been sharing about what's been going on with the EDC, what to look forward to. Um, so I guess any parting advice you might give to somebody, let's say that's either, you know, coming out of this from a business perspective or maybe just wondering what's next. You know, you talked about opportunity at the beginning of that. I love the way you started off with that. What, what should people really, what would be your words of wisdom? 
Well, I mean, I, I think first and foremost, we certainly recognize the fact that certainly many of the smaller businesses are, are going to struggle, um, you know, coming out of this. So, you know, certainly not trying to minimize that and, you know, where we can be helpful um, in that and making those connections um, and be supportive of that, we absolutely will be. But taking the longer look of it, I, I am very bullish on Western Massachusetts and our ability to, in the long run, um, actually be in a much better place um, from in terms of measuring our economy um, post-COVID um, than, than we entered it. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes timing is everything. And I think the things that are going to be important to companies and individuals moving forward are the very things that we in Western Massachusetts have to offer to have a great quality of life and a great place to be doing business. Awesome. Listen, Rick, thank you very much for coming on the program again. Thanks to Rick Sullivan, President and CEO of the Economic Development Council of Western Massachusetts. And also thanks to UMass Five College Federal Credit Union for their support for the program. Rick, thanks a lot. And you have an awesome day. And keep up all the good work. Thanks for your leadership. Thanks, Tom. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks.